Welcome to the MS Gym Podcast. I'm your host, Jody Feltham, and it's about to get real as we listen to the victories and struggles of our own MS Gym members. So let's dive in. In today's episode, we join Anne as she shares about her own healing journey through vulnerability, managing her threat bucket, and living out her inner creativity to bless others. Hello, MS Gym family. So glad you could join me for another uh, podcast. And I'm so excited to be talking uh, with one of our own uh, MS Gym family members, um, Anne Grant. So Anne, thank you so much for joining me today. Hello. It's so lovely to be speaking to you. I'm so proud to be a member of the MS Gym family. So it's great. Thank you. Wonderful. And um, I, I say in so many of the podcasts, it's because we're such an international community and coming from Canada, I don't get to hear many accents, but I love uh, talking to people um, from all over the world and appreciating everyone's native voice. So I believe you're joining us from, from England. Is that correct? That's right. Yeah, I live in Kendall in the Lake District. Okay. And I know that we actually have quite a large uh, MS Gym family uh, membership in England as well, quite a large group. So, and I'd like to learn a little bit more about your story. Um, how, uh, how and when were you diagnosed? So I was diagnosed about eight and a half, eight and a half years ago. And um, I was driving home from work one afternoon and I um, suddenly got double vision. So I uh, stopped the car as soon as I could got home and um found the uh found the hospital um and um they advised me to go and see my doctor and it was on a friday afternoon so they advised me to go and see the doctor on the monday yeah it was quite sudden really i just had a double vision from that point balance um got really bad so um i couldn't really walk uh in a straight line or down the street or like my vision was all really bad. So I um, quickly developed optic neuralgia. So um, I was cross-eyed for a while and, and it all just went downhill really quickly. It was easy for the doctor to know what was wrong with me um, with a few tests. And uh, he sent me to a neurologist um, to get some MRI scans. Okay. And and yeah, optic neuralgia is definitely one of those one of those red flag symptoms, right? The majority of people that that start with optic neuritis. For myself, that was especially. And if you, if you unfortunately go to Doctor Google, it, it optic neuritis most often ends up being MS. So yeah. Um. So how did that go about affecting your life? Then obviously you you the double vision and then the balance issues and trouble walking. How did that change things for you? Well, I've been really busy. So I was a freelance writer. I'd also trained to be a, a black belt taekwondo instructor. Leading up to that point, um, I'd been attending classes um, with my black belt instructor um, and just get, you know, finalizing everything and getting set up with uh, my own classes, ready to start my own little business teaching taekwondo. So that was happening. And also my um, writing career was at that time I was working with the Wordsworth Trust. The Wordsworth Trust is quite a high profile poetry organisation in, in England. Um, and I was working with them and our local arts centre. And uh, it was our big celebration of all the work we'd done that year. 
was on the Saturday after I'd had this um, double vision on the Friday. <laughs> uh, on the Saturday, I had to go to this event because I was the uh, the organizer of it. Um, and um, I was just saying to everyone, oh, I'm really sorry. I think I've got like an ear infection. I just like carried on, you know, as best as I could. But I knew I wasn't quite myself, you know. It was quite strange. It all happened quite suddenly. And then I just couldn't teach Taekwondo anymore because very quickly I just couldn't stand up, you know, and I'd like no feeling from my waist down. It was like kind of scary, like all my work disappeared within a weekend, really, because uh, it, it was pretty bad for a while. But then once I got on the um, disease modifying drug, I'm on Tysabri now, uh, things started to get better. So obviously uh, your your career and your aspirations kind of, uh, they got hijacked a little bit by by this diagnosis. Um, once, you know, Ty Savory was working for you, you started making gains back. Um, did you pursue like a different career or did you just uh, sh- make a shift in some of the your passions that you have? Yeah, so for a little while, I tried to do... Um, I had been teaching before, uh, beforehand as well. So I tried to do supply teaching because I knew that I could um, just work on days where I felt well enough to work. But it did involve a lot of travel, so um, that wasn't great because I couldn't always travel. And decided to get a job that was uh, like an ad- administration type role. So um, luckily, a job came up in the local theatre as a membership development officer so so I started doing that part-time um and it just meant I just had to get to the office and and do admin work which was uh, a lot better and probably a little hopefully a little bit less stressful but not necessarily anyway oh yeah a lot less stressful yeah because prior to that I'd also been working with lots of um really vulnerable groups looked after children and that kind of thing and it was very even though I loved the work, it was very cons- like all-consuming of your energy and, and thought processes, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I knew I just wasn't really capable at that time of, of handling that. So I, it was good to get um, settled into an admin role and then things calmed down a bit. And yeah. I know that obviously life has changed so much with COVID. Are you, are you involved in any of this currently or have you retired or... What's your kind of work status at this point? And at the moment, um, I'm working just eight hours a week, which uh, which I think that's where it's going to be from now on. But that's okay. So it's a day a week at the theatre. And then I'm doing like freelance um, creative writing workshops on Zoom as well. And now and again, I get a commission to write a poem for somebody. So oh, that's good. That's wonderful. Yeah. It's, it's great that... Uh, you're still able to express your creative side, right? And, and obviously that's a deep passion for you is the writing and the poetry and the creativity, so. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's, it's what keeps me um, feeling like positive and uh, gives me a sense of purpose and balance. Yeah, just, I just love to express myself with words. So last week I was given a commission to write for uh, some people in a hospice that were, um, unable to stand up um, to move around, but they wanted to uh, have a poem and some music set to it for them to do some movement in the chair. And it was lovely. Yeah, I was really inspired by everything I'd done at the MS Gym. 
to write the poem as well. It was great. That's wonderful. And of course, now that you mentioned the MS Gym, how did you go about finding it? I first saw the MS Gym on um, Facebook um, and a friend on Facebook had recommended it to me as well. So I just absolutely loved the exercises that Trevor was doing on Facebook and also the uh, Motivation Mondays that he was doing. And then I just signed up um, as soon as I could at the time. I was having a lot of troubles with uh, MS hugs and I was like waking up like scared every morning that I was going to have another one because they were so uh, awful. I was like throwing up and like rolling around the floor, like with clutching my uh, ribs, like um, I just didn't know what to do with myself. And um, the doctor gave me codeine for it. and I spoke to neurologist a lot of times about it. And um, they just said, there's nothing we can do. You just have to put up with the pain and take the painkillers. And, um, but I was just, oh, it just drove me mad, you know, just thinking there's nothing, thinking there was nothing I could do. And then suddenly there was Trevor saying, we can do these exercises. Um, and I just thought it was a miracle. You know, it was like, wow, wow where's this guy come from? It's amazing. So uh, since joining the MS gym and, um, you know, taking part in the, in the programs and doing the exercises, um, I don't wake up afraid, you know, I I wake up feeling happy (laughs) Um, and, um, you know, keen to get on with my day. And um, I feel like with breathing and continuing doing the MS gym, um, you know, and breathing techniques, I can manage it all right. I still have trouble with MS hugs, but it's nowhere near as bad as it was. That's wonderful. Yeah. And and it sounds like you had a very kind of extreme version of the MS hug. And just to just to uh, clarify for people that might not know, MS the MS hug is, is something we refer to. It's when because um, spasticity is so common in MS, and it's basically spasticity in your diaphragm and it can cause like mild discomfort or tightness or difficulty breathing. And, and like I said, it sounds like you had a very um, extreme case of it. The fact that it would, you know, make you throw up or have you on the floor. So I'm, I'm, I'm so glad that, that you found the exercises and that they brought you so much relief and that you can feel a little bit more in control because I, I can't imagine uh, having that kind of discomfort and your neurologist saying, you know, just suck it up or deal with it. Like that, that seems like such an awful thing to hear when you're, when you're suffering so badly. I can't tell you how happy I was to find Trevor and the MS gym. It was amazing. One of the things I noticed in your, uh, in a lot of your posts in the members only corner, what the Facebook group we have for people that um, pay into the membership is that uh, you You did many videos with you. You are involved in some sort of uh, dumbbell challenge for fundraising or something. Can you elaborate on that a little bit? Oh, yeah, that's right. So for the past two years, um, I decided, well, um, I wanted to do something to raise some money for the MS Trust. Um, so in the UK, that's one of the MS charities. Um, and uh, they provide, uh, like, MS nurses, um, and um do lots of research into drugs and that kind of thing um so um i decided i wanted to raise some money for them and um also when i was getting my tai sabri treatment at the hospital um they have trouble getting in my veins because my veins are so um thin (laughs) and like wiggly so um 
they decide, I decided to do this weightlifting challenge um, to raise some money. So that's really great that you're, you know, you're involved in this dumbbell challenge, you know, to raise money for MS, obviously a, a, something close to your heart, a near and dear um, to your heart. Um, but also the benefits, you know, another benefit of exercise is that you were um, increasing your, your vein size for your infusions. Like that's just another, yeah. another awesome thing about exercise, how it, it can benefit your body in so many ways. Absolutely. Yeah. I was, uh, I was looking at all these pictures, you know, if you see the muscle men uh, with all the veins sticking out, I'm like, yeah, I want to be like that with all the muscles coming out, you know, um, that's not going to happen, but um, at least I do feel better about myself. <laughs> oh, that's good. That's awesome. So what, what would you say has been kind of your biggest aha moment, whether in living with MS or in the MS gym or just, just dealing with living with a chronic illness? So Trevor did this brilliant talk about threat bucket and I really took that on board. And at the time I was still in communication with my mother, which was a really damaging relationship for me because when I grew up, I lived in a very uh, abusive, violent household and there was a lot of physical and sexual abuse. And my mother was at the center of that. So I really took on board this thing about the threat bucket and I started making changes in my life and now I don't have anything to do with uh, with my mother. But not only that, I um, give some evidence to some a, a government-led project called the Truth Project uh, that was happening that was to inform government about how young people sort of how what, what the effects of childhood abuse is on young people and how they can better deal with it so um, in the process of doing that my I had a case with the police and it was reopened um but that was a good thing because it meant everything from a past was kind of dealt with and it was all to do with this person that had abused me when I was a child so I started you know identifying all these threats in my life and doing something about it in a major way and now I live a really peaceful life um, and I feel like a, a much more authentic life because I'm not trying to please people who are actually damaging for me to have communication with I don't I don't communicate with them anymore so that really had a profound effect on me and life's been much better since then that's wonderful and I think for for so many of us in the MS gym um Trevor's talk on kind of the the, the threat bucket uh, I think it it woke us up to so many different things and you know the I'll try to give a gist of it the threat bucket is about um, like we all have a certain threshold in our life of, of the stresses that we can take and picturing uh, those stresses in a bucket. And it, as it gets higher and higher, uh, we have less capacity to handle these things. And whether whether it's a physical thing, emotional, uh, environmental, whatever, whenever things get added into this threat bucket, it, it starts to, it starts to get heavier in it. And when it gets too high, it starts to overflow. And in regards to MS, that's when a lot of our symptoms uh, flare up. And so Trevor talks all the time about, you know, guard your, guard your threat bucket, you know, don't add things into your life and don't be in situations that are going to add stress to your life because it will just, you know, obviously make life harder, but also make life harder living with MS and managing your symptoms. And for yourself, um, Anne, it sounds like 
you had a lot, you know, from your childhood and familial relationships and stuff. And I'm sure for a time that Thrabaka got, uh, was totally overflowing when you were, you know, kind of dragged through the past and that, but it sounds like through that you were able to experience some healing and lower, lower that threat in your life. And it sounds like you've been a tremendous blessing to other people trying to get their own threat bucket, you know, under control. And I hope that, uh, I hope that you had some reward in that too, and that it wasn't adding too much stress to your own life. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, it was. Um, yeah, it was a really healing process. Um, and I was really glad I went through it. And I remember at the time I posted a few posts up onto the uh, members only corner uh, page um, about it. And I had some really excellent supportive messages back from uh, MS family members. Um, um, and um, yeah, I did feel really supported through the process as well. So um, I'm really glad I went through it. And like I say, I feel like I'm living a more I'm living life with more integrity now and more authentically. So mm. it's all good. Mm. <laughs> you know, it's the members only corner. We talk about it a lot and, you know, people share, the, you know, their victories and their struggles and, and everything. And so often I'm so humbled by, you know, the members in there that are willing to share their struggles and their vulnerabilities. Like I'm sure it took a lot of courage for you to, to reach out and, and share some of your most, um, intimate experiences uh, in your childhood, uh, just that you felt comfortable enough and that you felt safe enough because for the vast majority of us, we've never, we've never met each other, right? We're this online community of a couple thousand people. And yet we can feel so bonded to each other just because we, we understand how hard life can be, you know, with MS, even if our symptoms are different, even if our mobility is different, even if relationships are different, uh, we have this common bond where we love and we care about each other and we want to be there for each other so I think you I know that you brought a lot of healing to other people by yourself being you being so willing to be vulnerable um, to open up to parts of yourself I think it gave freedom to other people to also go to those difficult places in their own life to seek after healing yeah thank you it meant a lot to me um you know to feel like um I do have this family, you know, and like you say, it's people that you don't actually get to speak to, or, you know, you see them, you see them on a Facebook page, but um, it's all real, you know, it's all real love. It's brilliant. So what would you say have been your biggest victories since, since finding the MS gym, whether, whether they're physical or mental or like what are, you talk about, you know, the MS hug and the MS gym making such a difference. What, what else would you say has been a big thing in your life? So, um, I set a challenge, uh, to myself that I would walk from, uh, my house into, uh, into town in Kendall, uh, to this pub that we like. Um, and before, like we would only ever drive there because I wouldn't be able to walk that far. Um, but I set myself a challenge that I would walk there and have a pint. So um, I did that. <laughs> I did that just a couple of months ago. Um, it took me absolutely ages to be able to um, get together to walk that far, you know, but it was great. So just um, being able to just constantly set new challenges um, and um, yeah, feel, feeling good about life. You know, it's brilliant. 
That's, that's wonderful. And, you know, it's so important. It's so important to have goals and hopes and aspirations. So I'm glad that, that you are incorporating those into your, into your daily life. So, and I know that poetry is a really big thing for you and you've even um, posted some different poems in the MOC and there was especially a really unique poem uh, that you wrote directly for the MS Jim. Would you be kind enough to read it for us? Yes, so it's got the longest title ever um, for a poem. It's called Acrostic Poem to Trevor Wicken, CEO, Founder, Leader, Father of the MS Gym, the largest and most comprehensive platform for movement and mindset training for those living with MS and other neurological conditions. Okay, so an acrostic poem is where you use the first um, letter of... Uh, so, in this case, it's Trevor's name, Trevor, Wick, Trevor Wicking, to be the first letter of each line of your poem. Um, so here it is. Thousands of strangers are connected by hope, redefining their abilities and expectations, evolving in their bodies and minds, virtually family, ordinary people experiencing extraordinary miracles. Results speak for themselves. Wisdom and passion fuel our journeys. Individuals, have, individuals feel valued. Compassion is contagious. Kisses and hearts festoon the house you created. Endurance is easy now that you have brought us together. That is so wonderful. And I'm going to uh, put it in the show notes too so people can, so people can appreciate it. Uh, reading it out as well so um, um that's 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 so great Anne, and i totally look forward to hearing more of of your poems in the ms gym and uh i think you so perfectly illustrated exactly the heartbeat of the ms gym the hope and the connection and uh and just the the inspiration and everything that that trevor brings to all of us well, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much. Um, it's been so lovely speaking to you. Um, and I, I feel really proud to be part of the MS Gym. So thank you. Do you want to give a voice to your own story or learn more about the MS Gym? You can check us out at the msgym.com.